Hello, students, doctors, and aspiring EM physicians. I'm your host, Yusuke Kishimoto, and welcome to the R Squared Road to Residency podcast. Today, we'll be combining all the topics covered in the previous episodes the intro, the prep, and the slow as I guide you through the residency application timeline. Get ready, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. So buckle up tight, and let's get right to it. ERAS season starts in June. For IMGs, the ECFMG will release something called an ERAS token on OASIS, or the Online Applicant Status and Information System. This token is a one-time access code to register on AAMC's My ERAS website. It'll be available for purchase near late June. Once you have access, you can start filling in your basic information, like personal info and education. And remember that CV I recommended you should be continuously updating? Well, if you've kept up with it, you'll easily be able to fill out your awards, research, publications, certification, as well as volunteer and work experiences. There's a new change in the 2023-24 cycle. That is, you're limited to a list of 10 experiences, and you can self-select three that are the most meaningful for you. An interesting section on the application is the hobbies and interests. I would list some activities that are unique and something you're very passionate about. For example, I'm personally a huge fan of fishing, foraging, and DJing. Every interview I've had, people would ask me questions like, what's foraging? What kind of genre of music do you DJ? Or what was the coolest fish you've ever caught? So great conversation starters. There's a lot of information to fill out, but you don't have to submit this application till September, so I would work on it and update it as you go in the following months. ERAS also has this worksheet PDF so you can see what the application might look like and fill out information if you're interested. June is also a perfect month to start your residency research, if you haven't already, because there's a lot of factors to consider. Whether you want a community, county, or university center, the program length, patient population, trauma designations, moonlighting, dual training options, fellowship opportunities, visa sponsorships, and the list goes on. But don't worry, try to figure out two or three of the most important things you're looking for in a residency. Because during your interviews, they just might ask you why you're interested in their program. Also, a lot of residencies are on social media, especially Twitter and Instagram. So if you have time, you can stay up to date with their news and get a feel for their residency vicariously through their posts and photos. July and August. Ideally, most people would have had the opportunity to start or finish an EM rotation during this time. I would recommend you start asking your potential letter writers and follow up with them closely if they agree to write them for you. During this time frame, you'll also want to take your step two exams. The exam takes about three to four weeks for it to be available since the date you took the exam to upload onto ERAS. So as a hard deadline, you should take the exam by middle or end of August to get your results in before application submissions in September. During these months, you should also be continuing to research programs, revising your personal statement, and requesting your MSPE and transcripts from your school. Something called a supplemental application on ERAS opens in the beginning of August. As of today's recording date, which is March 2023, EM and OBGYN do not participate in additional work for the supplemental application. If you're dual applying to any other specialty, you may need to fill these out. But there's going to be one section that you can fill out, and it's called Program Signaling. This is a system that allows applicants to indicate interest in a residency program by submitting quote-unquote signals. Programs may give priority to applicants with a signal to offer interviews. 
in the full context of their application. So you're not guaranteed an interview per se, but you're more likely to receive one. Specific to emergency medicine, you'll be able to signal five different residency programs, and the recommendations are to not signal your home institution, sub-internships, or away rotation programs where they might already know you. The number of these signals and signal recommendations differs between specialties. It may also change with the upcoming years, so please make sure to check for any updates on the ERAS website. September. During early this month, you'll be able to start submitting your ERAS applications to programs. You can continue to work on your applications till the last week of the month, but you should have it as complete as possible and submit by the day programs will be able to view them. For example, mine was September 28th. Before this announced date, all applications are dated as this opening day. Later submissions, however, will be dated the day it was submitted. Be careful though, once you hit submit, you can't make changes, but you can add letters of rec later if you're waiting on your writers. So submit on time, then add letters as they come in. I also recommend submitting it before the date because the site tends to crash with a lot of people waiting till the last possible minute. During this month, you'll also want to take the OET exam. I'll take some time to talk about it a little bit because we haven't had the opportunity to cover it in previous episodes. But if you'd like to skip this information, you could jump to around 650. This exam consists of two separate days. On one day, you'll have a 20-minute speaking test through Zoom where you'll roleplay as a physician with an examiner or what they like to call an interlocutor in two different five-minute scenarios. This person does not grade you. The Zoom conversation will be recorded and sent to an official OET grader who will be evaluating your performance. They'll also give you some warm-up questions like, how's your day? What kind of specialty do you want to go into? So you can relax and get the nerves out. You'll also get about three minutes to prepare for each scenario, and you're allowed a pen or pencil to make notes on a blank piece of paper. Please make sure to have good Wi-Fi and bring your valid passport. Your driver's license, unfortunately, will not cut it. Another day will be a three-hour test consisting of listening, reading, and writing subsections. This test can be taken in person, usually at a Prometric testing center, or the option to take at home in some countries. Again, please don't forget your valid passport or government-issued ID. The OET website has a couple free practice exams that you could do to get familiar with the test. I highly recommend you look at the writing sample because that's the format they want you to follow, and it's a common pitfall for not passing the test. If you don't have time to take it during this time frame, you could push it till October or November. A little caveat. Technically, ECFMG's Pathways opens in May or June, but you need a satisfactory OET score before you can apply to be ECFMG certified. A double caveat. NRMP registrations for the match opens in mid-September, but you need to be ECFMG certified before you can apply. So if you have the time, I would just take the exam early so you don't forget about these deadlines later on in the future. A little word on pathways. As mentioned before, there are a total of six pathways you can apply through. Number one, you're already a licensed physician in another country with a valid license or registration. Number two, applicants who have not yet obtained a license or registration to practice medicine, but attended or graduated from a medical school that administers the OSCE, or the Objective Structural Clinical Examinations. Pathways three, four, and five. Applicants attending a medical school accredited by an agency recognized by either the WFME, the NCFMEA, or the LCME, respectively. And number six are for applicants who do not meet the criteria for pathways one through five. 
The months of October to January is the bulk of interview season. During my cycle, all my interviews were virtual, but some programs were starting to hold theirs in person again. There may be changes in the upcoming years, so please refer to the AAMC interview guidelines for your respective cycle. In early February, NRMP's match website will open so you can create your rank order list. You'll be able to rank all the programs you've interviewed with and submit them by early March. In future episodes, I'll be covering more about the interviews and the rank order list, just so I don't bombard you with too much information for today. And after all your hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, you've made it. The third week of March for Match Week. And that concludes this episode. It may have been confusing with so many deadlines, recommendations, new acronyms, but don't worry. This episode was to create a general overview of what's to come. And everything will start to make sense as you enter the application process. I am so excited to see all you rock star applicants that'll be ahead of the game. If you found this podcast helpful, please mention it to a fellow colleague. We'd greatly appreciate your support. Catch you awesome people next time on the R Squared Road to Residency podcast.